This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zuma Radio, AM 740. And welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. Come on in, weary traveler. Hang your cloak on a peg. Grab a stool and come gather round the fire. There are stories to be told, and you are among friends. And we are coming to you live from my little studio beneath the stairs in Old Thornhill, just north of Toronto. I hope you're well. Carlos Kajina is my technical producer, and Ryan White is my live stream producer, and we are live streaming this radio program on my YouTube channel, Strange Planet. We have 20,600 subscribers. Can we get to 21,000 by the end of July? Uh, Please hit that red sub button. I have to tell you, I am so excited about tonight's program. Jonathan Kahn is here for the full two hours, the follow-up to his New York Times bestseller, The Harbinger, the ancient mystery that holds the secret of America's future. Uh, the, the, the sequel is out September the 1st. This one is The Harbinger 2, The Return. Are the shakings that have now come upon the world a sign, a wake-up call, a warning of things to come? Does an ancient mystery hold the secret to the events of our times and the future of America and the world? Is this mystery even behind the pandemic that brought the world to a standstill? And what does it reveal about where we are right now and how much time do we have left? Jonathan Kahn's 2019 book, The Oracle, soared to many bestseller lists just days after its September 3rd release. Jonathan also caused a worldwide stir with the release of the New York Times bestseller, The Harbinger, and then The Mystery of the Shemitah, The Book of Mysteries, and The Paradigm. He's addressed members of Congress and spoken to the United Nations and was named, along with Billy Graham and Keith Green, as one of the top 40 spiritual leaders of the last 40 years, who radically changed our world. He's known as a prophetic voice in this generation and for the opening up of the deep mysteries of God. Jonathan leads Hope of the World, bringing God's word to the nations and helps to help the world's most needy. And his worship center, Beth Israel, the Jerusalem Center in Wayne, New Jersey. His ministry can be contacted at hopeoftheworld.org and you can follow Jonathan Kahn on Facebook. Jonathan. Welcome back to The Conspiracy Show. How are you, my friend? Uh, great. 
Great to be back with you, Richard. Always, always uh, doing well in the midst of everything. You know, uh, crazy times, but exciting times, dramatic times. But but we're we're doing well, and everything is moving forward. Indeed. Now, the Harbinger, when that came out back in 2012, hard to believe, eight years ago, that was on the New York Times bestseller list, something like a hundred consecutive weeks. That's unbelievable. And uh, the Harbinger 2, I'm sure, when it will be released on September 1st, uh, will cause uh, a great stir as well. Before we get rolling here, uh, let's tell people, can they get an advanced copy? Can they order it in advance? Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Richard. Yes, uh, it's coming out September first. But and actually, and and Richard, this is my first. You know, for, this is the my first radio interview. It's also my first interview that's actually going out. This is it, right? This is the beginning. I think it was like that last time too. Um, so I am the, honored. <laughs> you guys are the first hearing it, and so uh, yeah, you can pre-order it now uh, from Amazon and everywhere else online. Uh, it's there. Plus, one other thing is that what Charisma, the publisher, is doing that. If you do pre-order it now, um, you can also get all of my books on uh, ebook form, all of them, I, or just about all of them, as a free gift. So it's like they're given like a hundred fifty, whatever it is. Um, so if you go to the re- you go to the Harbinger Returns dot com or dot org, the Harbinger Returns probably dot com, uh, you will be able to do that, and you guys will be the first ones. Yes, it is theharbingerreturns.com. Thank you. And a little later, we'll talk about uh, the uh, the return, the National and Global Day of yes. Prayer and Repentance. That's the return.org. We'll talk about that later. But sure. let's get rolling now with the Harbinger 2. Uh, what, what does Harbinger 2 reveal? Well, you know, since we, I, I think, Richard, when I first came on, and I, I, you know, it was in the wake of the Harbinger, um, and, and so the thing is, the first thing is, has it, you know, this is a mystery that's being revealed in the Harbinger, we'll get into it, but has it, has it continued, has it, has it stopped, has it, is it continued to our day? And as you, you, you mentioned, you know, are, is what's happening right now the shakings that's on America and the world? And this is not only America, this is the world around it as well, whatever happens to America is going to happen to the world. Um, is it is are all these things part of that same mystery? It's the is it the next stage of it? Um, and you know, and have there been more harbingers and signs, warnings of what is coming? And are, how late are we? And where are we in in this progression or mystery? Well, the, well, the answer or the or the question is yes, it has continued. We're in it right now. It is behind these things. Um, and you know, uh, and you know that is why I knew that. And, you know what I'll get into. That is why I knew that this was the year I had to I had to write this book before all this happened. Right, and we should point out Harbinger One. Uh, you, you draw parallels between what happened to ancient Israel, eight hundred BC, and what happened to the United States in during nine eleven. Yes. Uh, and so here we are, Harbinger Two. How did how did it come about? What, I mean, because you waited yes. eight years for the sequel. Yes. How did yeah. how did yeah. it come about? I, I, what led I, you to I, write I, it now? Yeah. Uh, when I wrote the Harbinger, I knew that it wasn't finished, and I, I knew there was much more. First of all, there was much more that I couldn't put in at the time. You know what I put in the har- what the Harbinger is is one piece of a larger mystery, and that I could not. I knew it wasn't for then, and I had to wait until that was the time. Second. The mystery that was in the Harbinger has continued, and I've been watching, you know, witnessing it, watching it up to this 
this moment, right, up to this moment. So I held off, and, you know, until I knew I couldn't just, it's not something I could just write. You know, I, I knew it had to be the right moment, the right time. So months before 2020 came, you know, I was, I was actually praying, you know, what, Lord, what's the next book? You know, what do you have? And it was, this is what came, and I was thinking, like, no, I wasn't ready for it. I said, yeah, this is the one for 2020, and I, I, this is before 2020, and I told my congregation, I said, I believe that there were, this is going to be a year of great shakings. This is before the year unfolded. Great shakings, it would be, uh, there would be dark events, um, and what was spoken of in the harbinger was going to be resuming the shakings, resuming. but the point of it, the purpose of it in, you know, in the highest, the highest realm is, is God is calling, and for the purpose of revival, but you have judgment and revival. Same time, so the first week of 2020, I met with my publishers, and I told them, I said, listen, this is the year. I don't know, I can't tell you why, but I, I, I except I believe this is going to be a year of great shaking, um, but I need to do the Harbinger 2. It's a, the second part. And so Harbinger 2 is really revealing why this is all happening, um, and actually how it's the manifestation of things that were in the first book um, and that are going forward. And I'll, you know, I will, before we finish, you know, um, we'll, 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 I'll touch there specifically. Right. And so what you wrote in the Harbinger, you now see coming true. We now wit- we're witnessing that, right? Yeah. Well, well, one of the things is, you know, as you, you know, you alluded to Richard and I, you know, that the the mystery of the Harbinger is this biblical template of national judgment, warning and judgment. What happens when a nation and again, it's not just it, it's a focus the focal point is America, but it's it's western civilization as well that has known God, falling away from God, and what does God, what happens to that? You know, the, there's a calling back, there's a, there, there, and then comes a shaking, then comes, you know, the, these, the, these first signs of it. So the, what we saw in the harbinger is that, that every one of these signs, or these nine harbingers of judgment that appeared in the last days of ancient Israel, have now reappeared on American soil. And, and the thing is, what, what happens after that? I mean, that, that's the first part. You know, and then, but then, you know, what happens to the nation? The nation is allowed a, a, a window of time to come back, you know, and, and it's a period of years, you know, can be, and, and we'll get it, and, and some of it is very specific. And so then, so the next part is the nation's in this window of time to come back, you know, or to turn totally away. You know, it's either revival, it's, it's restoration, or it's judgment. And so what happens is if it doesn't, if it doesn't come back, what happens is that window of time is going to come to an end, and, and shakings are going to resume. And so, yes, everything in the harbinger has continued, has advanced, as we are in a dangerous time. And near the end of the harbinger, this is the original book, that um, is a chapter called Things to Come. It speaks of the shakings to come and speaks of several of them that are happening now. And even in that chapter, well, I'll tell you this, I'll, I'll, again, I'll promise before, because we'll get up to it before we get there, uh, before, before, I, I clo- before we close here, um, but that is, it will actually pinpoint the year. I mean, it's going to sound crazy, but it's real. It's going to pinpoint the year that the shakings are going to resume in this way. And in fact, it was one of the, that was one of the reasons why I knew that 2020 was going to be a very, very, very dramatic year of shakings. And so the Harbinger 2 is picking up where, you know, Harbinger left off. Um, and the first part is, re- is called the unrevealed, and it's revealing those things that I could not reveal then until the time. So that from all the way back from 9-11, but that's affecting us to this day. The second part is what's happened since I wrote the Harbinger, what's happened 
to this day. And the third is what the third part is what's happening now and where we are leading and where it's where it's where it's taking us. So that this is something. Yes, many parts of it I I, I could not speak of. I couldn't write about until the time and the time is now. So uh, what's the connection between judgment, which you just mentioned earlier, and the exposing of foundation? What does that mean? Okay. Well, yeah, the, one of the things is, is that, um, yeah, the, the, um, the, the time of judgment, and you look at this pattern, you look throughout the Bible, you see it again and again, it's a time when, when it, foundations are exposed, the foundations of the nation, are, or in a sense the, the, the nation is brought back down to its foundation, um, and also, to, I mean, to, really to its beginning in many ways. Uh, and for, for, for instance, there's a scripture that says, I will, I will break down the wall and I will expose the foundation. And another one where it says, I, that which I have built up, I will now break down. And that which I planted, I will uproot. So in the time of judgment, the foundations are exposed. So now, now what is the foundations of America or, or its power? Well, one of the powers of America, there's two primary earthly powers or physical powers. One is its economic power, and that, that has been going on for a long time, the rise of America to, you know, behind everything else, you know, the economic superpower of the world. Well, when did that, well, where did that begin and when did it begin? Well, it began in New York City. New York City is the, is the foundation when, when Henry Hudson came up that river and discovered many Manhattan, and that started the trade, started everything. That's there. Now, now, where did 9-11 focus on? It focused on New York City, the Isle of Manhattan. But what was the day that, that Hudson actually, that really, New York was born, Manhattan was born? The day it was born and the rise of America to superpower really all begins What was September 11th, 9-11. Of course, so of course. Everything comes back to the foundation. Everything comes back to to the beginning. And so God says, I, that which I have, I, it's like a warning, because that which I have, you know, planted or I've, I've built up, I will break down. And the warning, and, and where did it strike? The southern part of the island, which is where it began. And, and, and what was it? It was the, the, the World Trade Center, which was a symbol of the economic power, the might of America. And what was the first thing that, that they built on that island at, the, at that southern end? was a trade center. The, the Dutch built a trade center. So every Everything comes back to the beginning, and so that's exactly what happened. So long before we knew 9/11, you know, as, as this calamitous day, 9/11 already was the day on which really America as a power began. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, what does the Pentagon have to do with an ancient biblical mystery? Yeah, in the, in, Richard, in the Harbinger, I focus on New York, but but now this goes. Of course, it wasn't just New York; it was it was Washington, and and so now you got the one power is the economic power of America. The other uh, basic power is is clearly the military power. You know, and one kind of goes with the other. Well, m- America's rise to military superpower wasn't a gradual thing. It was it was isolationist for a long time. Then suddenly, the final step that brought America to the height of really really the American age and the American superpower as a military power was World War II. And it finally reluctantly, I mean, it was fighting, it finally, finally, finally entered in in 1941. 1941 is the key point. That, that's when it comes in, and it never comes out again. I mean, when it, I mean, I mean never, it never retreats again. That's, that's it. And so 1941, the beginning of this military rise of American power. Well, well the, the, the 
building that that you know that embodies this 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 global reach of America is the Pentagon, and and the Pentagon was also built in 1941, which is the key year. You know, and everything night because they they ran out of space for the for the military. You know, the thing. So so they built the they started building the Pentagon. They gathered together on this field on the Potomac River, and they dedicated they they broke the ground. What day was it? It was September 11th. September 11th. That the Pentagon was born on September 11th. America's military power began on 9/11, and so it came back to 9/11. Both of its powers. This was long before we knew 9/11 as the thing. It was already the time. So God says, "I will bring it back to its foundation. I will." And, and in fact, I'll, get, I'll just throw this in, Richard. One of the things in the, in the Harbinger too. And, and, then, and some of these, and these are, you know, this is years where I where I just didn't talk about it. But th- this is this is a warning that if a America does not come back to God. Not only will it, go, not only will its economic power go, go come, you know, collapsing down, but also its military power, which is its its superpower. And the other thing about it is that that the the building before this that housed the War Department was was in existence for sixty years. If you take the date that the, they broke the ground and it began the uh, Pentagon uh, in 1941, September 11th, and fast forward it 60 years, it comes out to September 11th, 1941. When when you're doing the the research for these books, uh, Jonathan, and these numbers just keep popping out, and everything lines up the way that it does, what's going through your mind? <laughs> Uh, well, I, I'm blown. I'm the first one to be blown away, you know. And I'm thinking, Wow, Lord, you know. And, and often, you know, things come into my mind the way the way this happened. I mean, from the harbinger, the harbinger. I'm standing at ground zero, and I see this tree. I see this tree that's been struck down, and you know, somebody said, "There's something there." And then, as I begin to see, it's like, whoa! And then it becomes the next connection, the next connection, the next connection. And when I needed, you know, like sometimes when I need like the next thing, something will happen, or someone will say something, or something will appear on my computer that I did not. I didn't, you know, pull type up. So uh, I am just blown away, and I've, I've seen it before. I never get used to it, but it's, Lord, it's, whoa. Oh, you are, something comes to my mind, I don't know if it's true, and then I go to the web, and I'm like, whoa. So I am the first one to be blown away, you know, and, and it's, it's, you know, it's like God. I mean, God is in everything, and is, is gigantic, and we could not put these things together. Only he could. And also the 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 parallels uh, between the the judgment coming to America, the judgment of nine eleven, also mirroring or paralleling the judgment against ancient Israel when when God used I guess the the Assyrians right to yeah. to uh, uh, to bring judgment upon uh, Israel who had walked away from God. Um, yeah. Yeah, they that's, were, the Assyrians the, were the fathers of, of terrorism. I mean, they are known as, so yeah, so it was actually a terrorist attack uh, two, uh, two and a half thousand years ago, and these were the first signs, and every single one of them, we could touch, you know, as, uh, one of the next, one of the things we'll get into, we'll, we'll touch on the, what happened to some of those harbingers, um, we, but the, every single one of those nine harbingers that appeared in the last days of ancient Israel before, as you rightly said, was destroyed by Assyria, have appeared in America. But it didn't happen just the one. There, they, it came, and then there was this lull of years. And in the, in the southern kingdom of Judah, because this is also in play, as you're going to see, that there was also the same pattern. There was the Babylonians. They came in. that They took the, the, their strike. Then there was this, this you know, window period, and then came the end. But it was the same exact thing. And both of those patterns are in play with America now. 
One of the things that I remember that was most, well, one of many things that was most mind-blowing about from Harbinger, uh, the, the first one, the Harbinger, yeah. uh, was after the Assyrians came in and, and destroyed uh, the kingdom of Israel, the, the leadership in Israel basically said, we will rebuild it. We will build it stronger. So in, instead of being humbled by the experience, they exhibited great hubris. And then there is the parallel between that and what happened after the destruction of the Twin Towers. And what I, I guess it was Mayor Giuliani said, we will rebuild it. We will come back bigger and stronger than before. It's an exact parallel. It's amazing. Well, it was so so uncanny and so eerie, Richard. That I mean, I, this is people don't realize this, but when when this was coming, when the harbinger was beginning, and got the, you know, I was standing at ground zero, and I started seeing the sycamore tree and all these things that are linked to that vow of defiance. I I saw the link between you know nine eleven and this vow, this defiance and all these things, but I had no idea until later on when I pressed the button. I was looking on my computer for for the scripture Isaiah nine ten, which is the harbinger scripture that vow of defiance. And instead of getting the scripture, I get the the, the annals of the United States Senate. And the day after 9-11, when Tom Daschle, speaking for the nation, gives America's response to this calamity of 9-11, it's September 12th, at the end of his speech, he says, there is a scripture that speaks to us at times like this. And then he says, what's the scripture? It comes from Isaiah. It is. The bricks have fallen. He, 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 He word for word recites the ancient vow that pronounced judgment on ancient Israel, but he's pronouncing it on America. He has no idea what he's doing. And not only that, but the, then, then John Edwards running for president on the anniversary of 9/11, he does an entire speech based on Isaiah 9:10 without any, you know, without any idea what he's saying. And that's the amazing thing about the harbingers is that these things happen no matter what. It doesn't matter if they know what they're saying or not. But it's eerie, and and that thing, Richard, does not stop there. In fact, that's like the beginning when when Daschle said it. Yeah, the U.S. Senate on that day after 9/11. That's the beginning, and that's and that carries us to where we are. Where where we're going to be at this moment. All right, we'll uh, take a quick time out, come back and uh, continue our conversation with Jonathan Kahn, The Harbinger to the Return, right here on The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Don't go away. PIN numbers, passcodes, social insurance numbers. If they make you wonder how private they are, here's two more numbers. 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Welcome back. Jonathan Kahn is with us. The Harbinger 2, The Return. And if you pre-order before September the 1st, you can receive over $100 of bonus items uh, for free. Immediate downloads uh, of... uh, The Oracle, The Paradigm, The Book of Mysteries, and The Harbinger Companion with Study study Guide. Uh, Jonathan, um, I I want to ask you about the, uh, the mystery ship. What is that exactly? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we and we we touch on it without without going into it, and that is this: on on nine eleven, um, the, the on that day, there's a ship that appears in the the mist of the Hudson River. The people who are fleeing New York, they see this ship, and remember, we talked about that on the day of 
judgment, one of the, one of the principles is that the, the foundations of the nation are exposed. So, so the ship is coming in, and that ship is not from the 20th century. I mean, it doesn't look like it. The ship, the ship is, is actually from or modeled on a ship that is hundreds of years old. It has sails and masts and all that coming through the mist, and they don't really know what it is. It was a, it was a, 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 a the journey, it was the, re, the, re, the repeating of the journey of the half moon of Henry Hudson. So here, remember that, that Henry Hudson, that, that, that the foundation of New York and America's economic power was September 11th, 9-11. So the actual sign is reenacted on that day. There's a ship sailing up, reenacting, and they all see it. So here again, the foundation here, kind of, a, kind of an eerie, mystic thing, but it is the very, it goes back to the very beginning, the planting of New York and America's power, and now on the same day it passed passes through destruction on the day of its tearing down. And the Lord says, what I have planted, I will uproot. Uh, there was a, a scripture appointed to be read in the days leading up to 9-11. What was that scripture? Yeah, there is, there is something in the, and I think we've talked about this principle, but not, not, with, not in relation to 9-11, um, the, but that there is a, there's something called the Farashas. And the Farashas are these ancient script, these scriptures that are appointed from ages past. They're appointed to be read or recited or chanted um, every week on the Sabbath in the, in the synagogues of the Jewish people throughout the world, in Israel and around the world. So they're called the Farashas. I mean, the, the, the reading of the scroll echoes back to the time of Jesus. Um, to appointed words. So this is this has been for, again ages past. So there was an appointed word. So going into nine eleven, going into that that as it's about to happen, just a few days before, there's a scripture that is recited all over the world, and 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 particularly you know, since New York is the center of Jewish people outside of Israel, it's all over New York. Um, and what is the scripture? The scripture is Moses' last words to Israel. And he's warning them. He's telling them, first of all, if you follow God, you're going to become the most powerful nation in the world. You're going to become the most uh, prosperous nation. You're going to become the most uh, military, successful nation. You're going to be lending and not in debt and this whole thing. And he says, but... If you turn away from God, and listen, America has become all those things. America was blessed in all those things. But if you says it, but if you turn away from God, then all these blessings are going to be removed from you, one by one. And so now this is again this is leading up to nine eleven. So a whole new beginning, whole new thing happening. So what what is it? What what does the scripture say? Well, the scripture then lists the judgments that come on a nation that has turned away from God, that has known God, turned away, and that judgment comes. It lists now some things are clear. I mean, now this is given to Israel. So that that but. God can apply anything, and so there are several things, several of them. There are certain things that are just Israel, but they're amazing, several things. First of all, it says, here, what are the signs of a nation turning away from God and, and turning into judgment now? Is that, it says, uh, an enemy will come from far away, a faraway land will come and will strike you, and it says he will besiege you at your gates. Now, now, think about it. What is, you know, we don't have the gates like they did, but what, but what is the gate of America? The gate of America is New York. So, so that's why, you know, there's a principle, I wouldn't get into it, but the principle that judgment begins at the gate. And so here, 9-11 comes, the enemy comes from far away, strikes the gate of America, as in, in that, and then it says, it says he will be fierce, he will be brutal, he will, he will have no mercy. Um, it says that, 
Now it says interesting. It says the, the below you the ground will be iron. Uh, interesting because you know the the ally of iron. You know, with the form of iron is steel, and so ground zero becomes as iron or steel. It says above you shall be bronze or copper. And interesting, there's a the cloud that was over 9/11 was for for days and days. It was they found it was filled with copper. The same thing there. And again, I'm not saying the original thing was for that, but but all things coalesce together. Then it says it says in, in, there'll be a rain of dust in the middle, a rain of dust like white like white powder will come upon you, which is exactly what happened in 9-11. Also, then it says you will be groping in, in the middle of the day, like a blind man, which is also what happened on 9-11. Um, it says he will, he will attack your, the enemy will attack your gates until your walls come down. And first it speaks about the gate, which would be New York, and then it says a wall, which actually is going to relate to the Pentagon, I won't go into that, but all over, the, it's all about the beginning of judgment on a land, and the beginning of the removal of blessings on a land. And it was all recited, all you know, just within days. The last thing that it was said, and then the what what said that the blessings are removed. The time of the shaking comes, and out following not just that, but following all the ancient things that came on Israel. You know, when you we talked about the harbingers that appeared in ancient Israel and the things that happened. Well, that was part of what Moses was warning in that scripture, and now the harbingers appear as well. So that's all part of it. But it all it all was spoken in three days before it happened. And these uh, appointed scriptures, um, and for people that are find these fascinating, they really need to read the oracle because yeah. uh, you, you walk through these appointed scriptures in every chapter. And again, yeah. what, what is happening on the, the days of those appointed scriptures, uh, they just line up to the hour. It's absolutely yeah. mind-blowing. Yeah, and that was, and when with the Oracle, we're talking about you know God restoring Israel and the prophetic things and all those things with that, and and it's and it yeah it happens, and you see the, the you read the the ancient parsha and it's amazing, and and now we have a it's like a this is like another form of it, but it is the form of judgment. So what's the sign of the eagle? Well, this is one of the which one of the signs of judgment in the Bible on a nation is the sign of the eagle. It speaks about when when Israel, the northern kingdom, was destroyed. It speaks of Assyria. We spoke about coming. It says he will come like an eagle. You know, he comes to the land. When when Babylon came upon the southern kingdom, it speaks of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, coming like an eagle. You know, coming to the land. When the Romans, the third time is when when Jesus. Uh, foretold the destruction of Judea, and that comes through the Romans. The Romans literally came with the, the sign of the eagle, and literally that, that was their that was their thing. It's about an enemy coming like suddenly, swooping suddenly and fiercing unexpectedly. Well, first of all, nine eleven. You know, the, the enemy literally came as an eagle came from the sky. Um, number one, but but before I even say that, here's the thing. It was. It wasn't just that. It was in the appointed scripture that we just spoke about. That Moses said that was appointed for just the, the week that would begin nine eleven. At the end, it says, "And the enemy shall come. He shall come from far away, and he shall come like an eagle." 
on your land. And so here, you know, not 11 like from the sky, but also also with suddenly, but also the word in Hebrew is, is the word yedet. You don't have to know Hebrew, but it says he will come, not just like an eagle, but he'll come like an eagle swooping down. In other words, he'll come with wings and he will swoop downward. Well, every single plane that came on 9-11 came as an eagle wings swooping down. But even more, now even more than that, when the Romans came in and there was judgment on Israel, which, which Jesus foretold, uh, when that happened, they literally, literally you had the, that image, the Aquila, you, you had the Roman standard of the eagle there. Well, could there be an image? What about 9-11? Well, 9-11, the plane that began it all, and that was plane Flight 11, that, that began the whole thing and went into the World Trade Center, that on the back of its, of its wings was an image of an eagle, not just an eagle, but a swooping eagle, as in Deuteronomy, as in the appointed scripture. The first plane that then struck Washington, the Pentagon, came also with an eagle, not just an eagle, but an eagle swooping down exactly as the prophetic words said that were appointed for that week. And again, this appointed scripture is being read in Jewish temples all over the world, including New York, just within days of the 9-11 attack. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, and, and partic- yeah, particularly around the world, but particularly in New York where it's going to all happen. So it was all said before it happened. We're coming up on a break here in about two minutes. So let me just ask you this and we'll start the conversation and then end it on the other side. But before anyone realized what was happening on 9-11, there was uh, an ancient alarm that was sounding. What was it? Yeah, well, well, the, the ancient alarm in the Bible is the, the sound of the watchman, is the shofar. So whenever you see the enemy coming, they say, says the trumpet shall sound. Well, that shofar is the ram's horn will sound. Well, before the, before the, the, the Pentagon knew, before the intelligence agency knew, before anybody knew, the ancient alarms of God were sounding throughout the, the east coast of America. Because there's an appointed time in, you know, in, um, in the end of summer, and it goes right to those days where they are sounded in the morning at a certain time. And the amazing thing is, not so not, they're being sounded all over. The Jewish people are sounding it. It's the sound of the watcher. It's, sound that there's an, it's the sound in, in the Bible that an enemy's coming. But also it's amazing because the sound of the shofar is also timed to the rising of the sun. And when you follow the rise of the sun, it starts in America starts in Maine, and that's where the terrorists started. Then it goes to to Boston, and that's where they went. And so the trumpets are sounding. Then it goes to New York, and and that's where the trump. Then the trumpet starts sounding in New York before the terrorists even got there. Then it goes to Washington D.C. before, and so it's all sounding. And it sounds. It starts at around uh, six thirty or so when it can start, and that's when the terrorists start moving in the planes and or start going. And then it. When does it end? Well, it ends. It's got to end within four out four hours later. That's t- about ten thirty. Well, the, the end of nine eleven, the last uh, tower falls just as it's about to hit ten twenty nine, and then the trumpets are silent. There you go. All right, we'll uh, take another time out. Come back and continue uh, to uh, delve into the Harbinger to the return with Jonathan Kahn right here on the Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Stay with us. Providing the evidence and letting you draw your own conclusions. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. The Harbinger 
stayed atop the New York Times bestsellers list for 100 consecutive weeks, sold over 2 million copies. And now eight years later, the uh, Harbinger 2, The Return, is slated for release on September the 1st. Uh, you'll be able to get your copy, of course, at uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, Books A Million, Christian Book, Walmart, IndieBound. Uh, but you can pre-order uh, the book, and if you pre-order before September the 1st, you can receive over $100 of bonus items for free. Go to theharbingerreturns.com. Uh, now, Jonathan, this is a short segment. Uh, we've got about five and a half minutes here. L- let's see if uh, for those um, who uh, who aren't familiar with the Harbinger, let's, in a nutshell, what are the nine Harbingers of judgment? I think we've touched on some of them. Yeah, well, do it in a nutshell. Yeah, it all, all happens with that first strike, that the warning, the warning strike of the nation, which is temporary, and then there comes this lull, and that this is the wake-up call, this is the shaking. So an enemy comes in. So the first is the breach. Uh, you know, and I won't go through the details that are in the book and it's a million things, but but you know, it's the breach when the enemy is allowed to come in. So that's one. Second is the is the terrorists. As we mentioned, that it it is done by a terrorist in ancient times, and so with nine eleven, same thing. A terror, it's an act of terrorism. Number three is it the falling of buildings or the collapsing of of structures and the fallen bricks. It says it all. And all you can find this all by going to Isaiah nine ten, which is the key scripture of the Harbinger. That vow that they said they said the bricks have fallen, but we will rebuild. So you got that. The fourth one it says we will rebuild, and they the nation embarks instead of coming back to God, it 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 it, it responds in defiance, and they rebuild. You know, high, they say we're going to rebuild higher, stronger. We're going to be stronger than before. So America does the same thing, and they build a tower. Actually, in the ancient translation of the Bible of the Septuagint from ancient times, it says, when it translates that verse, the bricks have fallen, it says, come, let us build a tower. So literally, a tower starts rising in New York. The, the next one is called the Gazit Stones. We will rebuild with hewn or quarried stones. They get these, we're not going to rebuild with bricks. We're going to take these gigantic stones to show we're coming back stronger than ever. So what happens is a Gazit Stone, it's called a Gazit Stone, this massive stone appears over ground zero. It's being lowered down to the ground. It's it's the Gazit Stone. They're going to build, starting with this, and they have this ceremony of it. The governor of New York says we're doing this in defiance, and the whole thing, the Gazit Stone. The next one, it says the sycamores have been struck down in the attack. Well, there's not a lot of sycamores you know, in Ground Zero. However, what happens is the last moments of ground of 9-11, the tower collapses, sends forth a beam. It strikes an object standing at the corner of Ground Zero. It's a tree. It's a sycamore tree. The sycamore is struck down at ground zero, next sign of judgment. Then it says, it says the, in, the, in the verse Isaiah 9, 10, the sycamores have fallen, but we will plant cedars tree, cedar trees or erez trees in Hebrew. It could be a cedar, it means a, but it could mean a strong pine tree. So the thing is, what happens? It says the, the, the people of Israel, they're replacing the fallen weak tree with a strong one, saying, again, we're rising higher, we're defying God. Well, after in 9-11, a tree appears in the sky over ground zero. It, they're lowering it into place where the sycamore had stood. They have a ceremony over it. What kind of tree? It's a pine tree. It's a, it's a biblical Erez tree, and they call it the tree of hope. We're gonna, it's a sign we're coming back stronger than ever. I mean, literally, and nobody knows, they have no idea what they're doing, but they're all 
Aphrophilian. And, and the other two that we mentioned, we actually mentioned, were the vows that the leaders of Israel actually pronounced vows by saying Isaiah 9:10, and it pronounces judgment. Well, that happened by John Edwards when he said it in Washington D.C. on 9/11, on the anniversary, and it happened the day after 9/11. It's part of the annals of Congress. It was America's response, and that really sets the stage because because Dashiell is saying Dashiell says it, and he says the bricks are falling, and he says the sycamore is struck down. He doesn't even know there actually is a sycamore that was just struck down. He says we're gonna we're gonna rebuild with this stone. He doesn't know it's gonna happen three years later. He says there's gonna be we're gonna replace this tree with the Eris tree. It's gonna happen. He doesn't know it, but he says this is what we'll do. In other words, America's gonna instead of coming back to God, we're gonna come back defiant, and and so we're, it's gonna get. So what happens is it's exactly what has happened from that day. That instead of coming back to God. America has grown farther away from God. And so we are right now standing at a much more dangerous stage. And again, all these events that are unfolding in during 9-11 and the days after 9-11 mirror almost exactly what was happening uh, to the uh, the kingdom of uh, northern Israel or yeah. the the uh, of Israel yeah. in 800 B.C. after they uh, were destroyed by the uh, the Assyrians. Yeah. All right. That, when that we is come, a dangerous thing for us. I mean, for now, because the end of that was destruction. When we come back, we'll uh, we'll talk about the uh, the one year Bible and what happens when you open it up to the harbinger verse Isaiah nine ten. Back with more of my conversation with Jonathan Kahn, the author of The Harbinger Two: The Return When Conspiracy Show, The Conspiracy Show Returns. Right here. Stay with us. Take a look around. What do you really see? This is where you can tell all about it. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett on Zoomer Radio. Jonathan Kahn is with us for the full two hours. And um, we'll, uh, we'll continue on here now with the, uh, the Harbinger verse. Isaiah 9.10. There's a, the, a famous version of scripture called the One Year Bible. So when you open it up to this Harbinger verse, Isaiah 9:10, what do you see? What happens? Well, it's amazing, Richard. And I didn't know this when I wrote the Harbinger. I had no idea. Uh, and that is if you open it up, and it's all over America, all over the world, and, and there are different versions of it. You know, it might be different Bible translations of it. Um, but it's, if it's called the one-year Bible, you open up to, you know, every, every, every day has another scripture point, like a Parsha, you know. Has every, so you open it up to, to, the, to Isaiah 9, 10, the Harbinger scripture about the attack, and it opens up, it has a date next to it, and the date is September 11th. It's in all the oh, one-year no. Bibles. So it was already there. And so the thing is that, so here the date that, that, that it, it identifies the, the day that the nation will be attacked. It's about the attack of the enemy. It's about the fall of the sick country. All going to have, and in fact, Richard, what this means is that all across the world, that every year on September 11th, believers were opening up their Bibles uh, to, on 9-11, were opening it up to the day of the attack on the land. And this Bible has been out since the late 1980s. So every year leading up to 9-11, it was opening up, and on the morning of 9-11, before anybody knew it, they were opening up their Bibles, and it was talking about the day of the attack. It was talking about the sycamore falling, which it did. It was talking about all those things. It was all there to begin with, and it's clearly identifying America as the nation that is now under judgment. And then on top of it all, the next day, it comes the, it's pronounced from Capitol Hill. So, I mean, that's how mind-boggling this is, and I had no idea. When did you discover that? 
I discovered it afterwards when I was on a television show, and somebody wrote, saw me talking, and they were opening up the one-year Bible. And so they wrote in. They said, you'll never believe this. And we thought it was big. Well, okay, it's one version. It's in all the versions. All the versions. So it was all there. And that's, and that's Richard, that's how, if you just start, you know, the way they start is, you know, January 1st is Genesis 1. And then at the end, you have the end of the Old Testament. Well, just by doing that, it all it pinpoints, it ends up pinpointing 9-11 as the day, as the date when the attack comes on the land. So what did the ancient mystery reveal what would happen to America next? Well, then this is where we're going, and we're going to go, and I promise everybody, we're going to go up to where we are right now, even with the shakings, the virus, everything. Uh, but here's, here's where it says. It says that if the nation does not, does not, you know, come back, and it looked like at the beginning America was going to come back. There was people rushing to churches for about three weeks, but there was no repentance. Without repentance, no turning, there can be no revival. So, so what, the, what happened to ancient Israel is they got worse. They turned farther away from God. They turned farther against His ways. And, and so, so there was this grace period, but then comes the time where the window or the grace period is coming to an end. And so, what America, so America has followed the, even now, even in this, since the Harbor came out. It has followed the pattern, the templates, the footsteps of ancient Israel, which, which heads ultimately to judgment unless there's a turning back. And so that, it, that's exactly what we're seeing, and it follows what, what Tom Daschle prophetically said without realizing, and he said this, he said Isaiah 9-10, he said it at the end of his speech, and then he said, this is what we shall do. Well, what, what did he say? He said, we shall follow ancient Israel, which was to destruction. Or to, you know, I'm hoping, uh, you know, there's still hope, but that's where we're heading. So he misunderstood the message of Isaiah uh, 9-10. He thought it was about following Israel being, uh, you know, we're going to come back better, we're going to be stronger, not realizing what he was really doing was defying God and following Israel into destruction. Exactly. And that, and that is a pattern. That's like a, ironic, prophetic, you know, parallelism that, that here, here he's saying something, he doesn't realize what he's saying. But then again, you know, when, when the leaders of ancient Israel first said those words, they thought it was great words. You know, they, thought, they didn't realize they were pronouncing judgment upon their nation. And so here it happened from the very halls of Congress. You have a chapter called the Babylonian Word. What's that? And this is something also that I didn't know, you know, until afterwards, after the harbinger. That is, it turns out there's a word hidden in Ground Zero, and the word word's been was there as a miracle that it survived, and it was actually a page of a Bible that you see. And, and a photographer happened to be walking by. He was even he was surveying the ruins. He was in the ruins, and he saw it. He quickly took a picture, and then he, he was kind of he was kind of grabbed out of there. He got God gets home. He looks at his camera. He sees the scripture, and he breaks down and weeps. What was the scripture? The scripture that was in Ground zero was from the was from genesis it said come let us build for ourselves a tower it's about a tower of defiance and the judgment that comes on it from babel and so here it is linked together with the ruins of ground zero ground zero you had a tower that was was a, a tower of pride it, it come down but then now they're going to rebuild that tower it's going to be one of the, it's one of the harbingers it's one of the the harbingers that's still standing right now um, and so they're going to rebuild it higher than ever and they're, it's going to be a testament it's going to be like america's babel but not only that i don't even remember but that when the ancient rabbis translated isaiah 9:10 you know the bricks have fallen we will rebuild and they they put in there the words 
we will come, let us build a tower. And so, and so we actually built it. But the thing is, what they were quoting from was Genesis, the Tower of Babel. So here you have literally, this is the translation of the Harbinger Scriptures in the rooms of the Harbingers. And so this is going to progress now. All these Harbingers, we're even going to see what happens to several of those Harbingers, which are going to be eerie, but it's that America is following the course of Babel, and that is, again, defiance, 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 and that's exactly what happened. I'm not sure if it was when you wrote uh, The Harbinger or one of your other books, but it seems like while you're writing these books, you are engaged in spiritual warfare. There was a couple of times I think you fell very, very ill. Um, I'm wondering if anything like that happened with the Harbinger too, as if in spiritual warfare something was trying to prevent you from writing this book. Well, what what usually happens? I don't usually talk about it, you know, a lot, but it's fine. Um, but but what usually happens is that well, what has happened? I will say, um, when these things come out on the release day, I mean, sometimes before, but on the release day, things happen. Like with the harp, when the harbor came out, Hurricane Irene came to our our building and 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 deluged it with deluged it on the week of the harbinger. We had no building. Um, on when another one of the books came out, I was mysteriously obstructing, taken. To the the emergency room, never in my life. Um, a, a mysterious illness paralyzed me for a week, and then I'm fine. Nothing. Uh, when the the I think what is it? The, the paradigm came out. Again, I'm rushed to the hospital. My appendix burst on the day of the release. I mean, that's what. So please pray for me. You know. So it it it. You know, there's always warfare, but you know, it tells me there's some. You know, it tells me you know it's a good sign, but but it's not it's not an easy sign going through it. So please pray for me as we get closer. Absolutely. So, it, oh, it happens on the release date. Okay, so we've got to get you, keep you safe until September the 1st. All right. Uh, tell us about the image that appeared in New York City. Yeah, well, one of the signs, and these are these are some of the signs that happened, again, after the Harbinger, and that is because it's never stopped. One of the signs in the last days of a nation, and you look at it with Israel, is that the appearance of images, uh, particularly idols, false gods, but images proliferate in the land. And so you, you see, you read a thing about the prophet Ezekiel is taken to a place that he says, I saw the image, I saw it, and then God said, the judgment is coming now upon the, the thing. So, but could that happen in America? Well, when America drove out, it was been driving out God, other gods come in. And, you know, we don't call them gods, we don't call them idols, but we serve them, you know, just as well. I won't go into them, but the thing is that, so, so, so how would that happen, though, because we don't do Well, the thing is, an amazing thing is, in New York City, an image of a god appears over the city. It's the, it had to be the, the most colossal image of any false god ever. It's a foreign god, just like in Israel, uh, was in ancient days. And it's the image, uh, and it appears on, on a high place, appears on the Empire State Building. It's projected on light. It's the God Kali, and which is the god of darkness, and it's the god of death and destruction over New York City. I mean, I, you know, I mean, it was, it, it's, a, it's kind of a mind-boggling thing over I mean, why they even did this, but over New York City, and with her with her uh, tongue uh, sticking out, with dripping with blood over New York City. And the thing is that on that it was Saturday. You talk about what we talked about before that mystery. On that very day was the Sabbath, so there was a, a scripture read. You know what the scripture was read all throughout a, a new. A, world and New York, it was the scripture saying, do not make any image. It will bring judgment. Do not make any image of any God. So here we have the, the and, uh, it has to be the most colossal image 
in the history of the of the planet. The head alone was like 300 feet of the Empire State Building, but literally a warning in the Bible, and it's the, of all things, it's the God of Death. You know, and, and how did they do it? They projected light onto the building. Well, they projected light to make the God of Darkness. What does the Bible say? Woe to those who who make who take light for darkness. And so here is about here is a, a, another warning sign of a nation in danger of judgment. And when was that that uh, image of Kali uh, projected again? When was well, that? Well, actually, it was projected under the Obama administration. It's within the years. Everything has, and and it happened right after uh, America actually uh, overturned the definition of marriage, and then it appeared in New York City within like I don't like two months of that. So so around that time, there was also something uh, else happening, maybe a little bit after that, and that was um, they were touring. This was appearing in in different places around the world. I, I believe it came oh, yeah. to New York. Oh yeah, it was an arch an arch to uh, uh, from an Bail. old uh, Baal temp- temple. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's I was there, Richard. I was there when they were literally unveiling it in New York City, and I was there when they were they were playing Middle Eastern music as if you could we could almost picture the worship of Baal, and you had the the uh, deputy mayor of New York celebrating it. And I mean, I, you know, actually, I think we we put it on the web. But the thing is that yeah, that's another that that is. I mean, there was so much that I, that is one I didn't put in because of other things. But yes, the, this Baal was the god that Israel turned to when it turned away from God. You know. And so literally we have it there, and at key moments, it was just before the election, you know, just there. And again, where? First, in New York City, first, and then in Washington, D.C. So, yeah, the Arch of Baal, to which they offered up children, you know, which is another thing. Right. They sacrificed children when it was uh, the god of, uh, I guess, uh, in, in ancient Canaan. All right, we'll uh, take a time out. We'll uh, come back, and Jonathan uh, will stay with us for the next hour as well. The Harbinger 2, The Return. More on The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. Live from Toronto, Canada, Earth. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett on Zoomer Radio. Thanks for inviting me into your home. Long haul truck, RV, camper, taxi. Your parents' well-appointed rec room with the simulated wood paneling, electric fireplace, and the painting of dogs playing poker. Your loft, that greasy spoon just off the interstate, and your cabin in the woods. Jonathan Kahn stays with us this hour to continue... Uh, discussing the mind-blowing revelations in his new book, The Harbinger 2, The Return, due out September 1st. Now, before we get back to Jonathan, if you enjoy this radio program, you're going to love my podcast, Conspiracy Unlimited. It's available wherever you find your favorite podcasts, also available on Spotify. New episodes drop every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and you can subscribe at conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com, conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com. And the Conspiracy Unlimited app is now available for free for both iOS and Android devices from the App Store and Google Play. And you can also stream premium content from the app for you Conspiracy Unlimited Plus members. You can stream all the premium content from the app. In his book, The Harbinger, Jonathan Kahn revealed a prophecy about ancient Israel that was eventually fulfilled in the 8th century B.C. when Israel was destroyed and certain events and facts 
related to the 9-11 terror attacks against the U.S. in 2001. Jonathan calls these events and facts harbingers and argues that they show a connection between ancient Israel's destruction and a possible coming destruction of the present-day United States. He also says that ancient Israel received a warning before being destroyed and that the 9-11 harbingers form a similar warning from God to America. Now he's back with the Harbinger 2, the return. After eight years of anticipation, the prophecies that captured the world's attention in the New York Times bestseller, uh, bestseller, the Harbinger, are finally back and more relevant to the coronavirus-infected United States and world than ever before. Jonathan is known for his uncovering of ancient mysteries and revealing their often startling significance to our day and age. His teachings and messages are broadcast daily throughout the United States and the world. He's a spiritual leader of the Jerusalem Center in Wayne, New Jersey. Jonathan, welcome back. Thanks for hanging out for the full two hours. Always great to be with you, Richard. Uh, So in Harbinger 2, there's a chapter called the Ninth of Tammuz. What's that all about? Well, it was a day that that where judgment was really sealed over Israel, and that was, the Bible records it, it, it calls it the ninth of Tammuz, and Tammuz is simply, well, it's the name of a god, actually, but it's also a Hebrew month, and it, what happened was, the prophet Jeremiah records it, it's recorded in other places, and that is that, that on that day is the day that the, the, the defensive walls of the nation were removed. Um, and that's the day that the Babylonians broke in to, to the, to the, to Jerusalem, basically. And once they did, once the walls were breached, that was it. That, that was the end. I mean, it was sealed what was going to happen. Um, not only that, the, the, the king actually fled during that time and just kind of took off. And so there was no more defense. So, and it, and surely enough, after that, it falls. But that was the that was the first sign, and that day became a day of mourning among the Jewish people. To this day, it's a day of tragedy. Well, this is this is something you know, and we have to we have to speak about, it, and that is that that you know, we America did something which other nations have done, you know, in, in following it, um, and that is that it redefined what is marriage in the Bible, and it basically it, it's a sacred thing from God, and it redefined it, it turned it uh, turned it away. That, that's a major gigantic thing. But when did that happen? That it was June twenty sixth. It was uh, 2015. Supreme Court struck it down. Major. It's still still affecting everything. Well, and it clearly goes against what the Bible says. Um, and so, the, so, but when was it? It happened on the 9th of Tammuz. It was on the day that the walls are removed, that the defense around the civilization is removed, and the, the day that that says that you are sealing what is yet to come. And so it all happened. Now, again, the Supreme Court justice had no idea. Nobody had any idea. It just happened. But just like everything else, on the day of removing the hedge, so the hedge was removed. Uh, in in the Harbinger too, you you reveal uh, a, a recent president inscribed some ancient words on a very famous building. What were those words? What was that building? Well, the president. Start with that. The president was Obama, and uh, about it's not about people. It's not about anything. But it is. But but here here's what happened. Um, the, we spoke about one of the harbingers that that remained, one of the, the nine harbingers. That's the tower. So, well, they're building the tower, 
and it comes to the point where they're going to they're going to crown it. They're going to get to the top of it. They're going to do the so they so Obama, the president, comes down to Ground Zero to the Harbinger. They he sits down and they present to him a beam. Now, on the beam, he can write anything he wants, and they say, write, inscribe the the beam that's going to be the highest beam. It's going to crown the sky, crown the tower. Now, now in Hebrew, when you look at the the vow that was said by the ancient leaders, which actually brought destruction, that Isaiah nine ten, if you, you could sum it up in, in in three parts. The first part refers to the destruction; the bricks have fallen, or the the sycamore has been struck down. It it, it refers to the attack. So it, it's that. the second part is we rebuild or we replant. We're 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 going to undo it. And the third part is we're going to do it stronger or bigger than before. We're coming back in defiance. So we'll we'll rebuild with this or that. So you got, this is what happened, you got, we will rebuild, and then you have, it's going to be, we're going to do it stronger, we're coming back. Obama, what does he put on the beam? He writes down, we remember, that's talking about 9-11, he says, we rebuild, and we come back stronger. He's paraphrasing Isaiah 9:10, but now it's on the beam, it's on the tower. In fact, in fact, when when the the ancient Israel the leaders they pronounced judgment on the nation and by by saying these the, these words, it wasn't you know twenty something words you read in English in your Bible. Isaiah nine ten is eight words, eight words. A Hebrew brought judgment on the nation. The words that the president inscribed on the highest beam of that tower, eight. Eight words, eight English words to the eight Hebrew words. In fact, in the center of the English word is the word, uh, the English vow of what he wrote is the word rebuild. The center of the Hebrew vow is the word nivna, which means rebuild, as in we will, we rebuild. Same thing. And, and so here, the highest words in America are the words of defiance, on the tower of defiance, the words of defiance. And here, here by eight words, a nation was judged. So again, that is what's there on that tower. That, that remember, it rolls with the words, it actually began with the words of Dashiell saying, Isaiah nine ten will rebuild. It's crowned with the same thing, and it was and it was also uh, you know by that tower that they found the scripture on Babel. So all these things, but these are all signs. I got to say one other thing with the president because I mentioned that that harbinger. Well, what about the other one that survived? You know, it says we will rebuild, for the, but it says we will plant cedars in their place or the arrows trees. So remember that the sycamore fell, so they plant the stronger tree. Well, they did it at ground zero. They did it. They had a ceremony. They called it the Tree of Hope. It's going to represent America coming back. Well, what happened to that harbinger? That you know, that's where the harbinger left off. But what happened to it since? There's a sign in the Bible of national judgment, and and the sign is it's given in the Bible of a tr- of a of a branch or a tree that withers away. What happened to the Tree of Hope? It began to wither away. They tried to do everything they could, no matter what they did, it withered away. It was like, here's a sign of America, withering away. And, and, they, and they tried to, you know, they brought in new ground, they, and they, they planted bushes along it, and the bushes that were far away were healthy. The ones that were close to the tree were, were like, cursed. So it started drying out, and a, a symbol in the Bible of a nation that is drying out, you know, here spiritually, it may still exist, but it's drying out. And then the other sign, the other thing that happened is, is Obama, the president, came down again to ground zero, or actually before, came down, and he, he, he says, a, he's at ground zero, and he says a scripture on the anniversary of ground zero, he, but he changes the word from the scripture. The scripture says, says God will bring blessing, I'm paraphrasing, by, he will break the 
bow. He'll break the bow and arrow. He'll break the, the weapon. So he'll bring peace. He'll break the bow. But Obama says, but he will break the bow, which is different. You know, and, and, when, and that, that, the first is a, is a sign of national blessing. The second is a sign of national judgment. One of the signs in the Bible of national judgment is that he says, I will break the branch. I will break the bow, the bow again and again and again. And so Obama says he will break the bow. Well, across right next near him is that tree, and it's going to have, it. literally, its branches are going to be broken off because they're trying to save it. They can't. And then finally, the, the final sign is the, in the Bible of judgment, of a destruction of a nation, is the striking down of the Erez tree. Because the Erez tree, which is sometimes translated cedar, but it's not just cedar, the Erez tree means the strong, the strength. So if you cut that down, it's not like the sycamore. That's, that's gi- a gigantic judgment it's talking about. And so it's bigger than, in other words, if, if, if 9-11 is linked to the sycamore, well, then something that's coming is linked to the striking down of the Erez tree. is going to be bigger. And so, so it, it literally, the Erez tree was struck down at ground zero. The, the, sixth, the seventh harbinger was struck down at ground zero. They, when? They struck it down on a Hebrew holy day. They struck it down on Passover. It was struck down, which is also about judgment. On the same time, you know, the Bible says, talks about one of the signs of national judgment is the, is the moon turns dark blood red. You know, I'm not saying that's the final fulfillment that will be in Revelation, but on the day that they struck down, the, the tree was struck down, the moon turned blood red. There was an eclipse there in the heavens. Um, so, uh, in fact, in fact, uh, Richard, when the other harbinger, the tower reached its its top when they put the spire on it. The, the on that day, the the other sign of judgment, the sun was darkened. So you have all these things. The tree. The people ask, what about the tree of hope? Represents America. The tree of hope has fallen. Unbelievable. So uh, that brings us up to sort of the present day. This as you describe it, the shaking yes. that's happening now in America. Is, is, it, is this part of the ancient mystery, and does the Harbinger 2, do you explain why it's happening and where it's all heading? Yes, yes. That, that, is, that is the major part, and that's where this is all going. And I will, I will, I will say it this. First of all, we'll start, I mean, this is very important for everybody where they are right now because it's about where we are and where we're going and, and what we need to know at the same moment. So a few things. First of all, um, the I, I mentioned that, that, but I now and I promised I would get into the, into the specifics here. Um, in in the Harbinger two, it's it's gonna it's taking it now where it goes. And the thing is that, but the Harbinger, the original book, the Harbinger, it, there's a chapter near the end called Things to Come. And when it says Things to Come, it says a number of things. It says first of all that the there's going to be shaking. Um, what happens is you have this window of time, as we spoke about, but then the, the window starts coming towards a, you know, towards its, its close, and shaking start resuming on the land. Now, we know that there are shakings that have come on the world, but they are particularly coming on America, as we can see. And not just one. It's like everything at once. Well, well, it says it will come. Now, and now it says, you know, in that, it says what you know, like what it talks about, what kinds of shaking. You know, those of you who know the Harbinger, there's a man called the Prophet. I mean, it's all real what you're reading about, but I, I speak it through a man called the Prophet. And he starts speaking to, and he, he, he's saying that they will come, you know, in, in the form of, and it goes through a, a number of things. Number one, it comes through economic collapse. Well, we're, we're seeing something right now. Um, it comes through dis, or di, the, the breakdown of the society, its structure, its infrastructure, uh, division, disorder, shakings, the collapse of that. 
man-made calamities and natural calamities. All of them. Now, right now, we are seeing. First of all, we have the the plague. We have the the pestilence, the plague, the 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 pandemic happening. On one hand, you can call that natural or or unnatural. But th- then you have at the same time you have an economic collapse in America. You have that rivals the the depression. Whatever happens, that's that's what what came. You have then you have you have a lockdown that has paralyzed you know the nation. Then you, and and more than America, of course. And then you have you have the disorder that is br- broken out you know over America that that's shaking as well. This whole society. You know, all these things, and one of the patterns of the Bible is that, you know, and I'm not, and I, listen, I'm not saying, I'm not, you know, I'm not giving dates and that, but I'm saying that, I was saying for a while that, that I believe that, that, you know, we're, we're at the edge of the window. Now, now, whether it's the full window or, or a, or part of the window, we're coming to, to this thing, and all these things begin to happen. But not only that, in the Harbinger, um, it says, it, when it speaks about the shakings to come, it uses the word, it, it speaks of the shaking and links it to the word crown. Well, the word crown is the word corona. So, and that's there in the Harbinger as crown. But now even, now go even beyond it. And that is in the Harbinger, and again, it, it comes, it's, it, it opens up in the Harbinger too. But in the Harbinger, things to come, it's, it, the, it says, well, how long was it in between the first shaking or that strike of the enemy? That's the biblical pattern. And then the greater shakings that are coming. How long is that time window? Well, the, well, the, the window, one window, and you mentioned the Northern Kingdom, it was actually 10 years. Now, the Harbinger came out at the end of, after those 10 years. But, but then there's the other template of judgment, which is of the Southern Kingdom. And so it, and it specifically says, it says, okay, how long was it in the Southern Kingdom? And so it said, well, the Southern Kingdom, the first shaking came in 605 B.C., Babylon. And then the, the, the greater calamities came in 586 B.C. So how long is the period? It's 19 years. It's a 19-year mystery. So what happens if you take the year of 9-11, first shaking, 2001, at 19 years, what year does it bring you to? It brings you to the year 2020, to be a year of shakings, a year of shakings. And so here you have, and you have the number in the Bible of judgment, number 19, you know, is, is used. It's the 19th year that, that all happens. What, what, what is the name of the plague? We say corona, but what, what is the name of the disease? It has a number, corona 19, which is the number of judgment in there. And, and it is linked to 19 years from there. I'm not, I'm, listen, I'm, not that they named it for that reason, but it's there. It's there. And so you have all that. So, so one of the things, and I'm going to get deeper into this, I mean, it's going to be kind of mind-boggling, or, or I would say stunning what, what we'll, we're going to see about this, but, but here it is, even the timing is that, and that's why I knew for years I kept watching this year, is this going to be a year of shaking? And, and that's why I told, you know, I told my congregation before, I told you know, and it absolutely has. So this is very, very real. So is there an ancient mystery behind the pandemic? Yes, and this is so kind of, I would say, so big that, that you know, I think, I think this is the biggest chapter in the Harbinger 2. Now, let me say this before, and it's going to be very important, but, so let me say this before anything. First of all, I'm not saying that the reason for something is only one thing, or that there's many reasons for anything, but also that not that because someone has has got sick and someone didn't and someone died has that that's that has nothing to do with it that, that we're in the world and the world things happen in the world and that's that's you know we're in a fallen world but but the, when we talk about judgment we're talking about a, against a civilization now here's the here's the, the the thing a few things one biblically 
The prophet Jeremiah stood at the gates of Israel, or the potter's gate. He overlooked the valley of Hinnom, where they sacrificed their children to the gods. And he said, because of what you did, he said, judgment's going to come upon you for what you did for your children. Now, that's something in the Bible. Ultimately, the judgment that came upon ancient Israel came for the blood of their children, where they sacrificed them. And now, now there's other, there were other sins, too, but, the, but it was all, that was the epitome sin. And so it especially invokes judgment, the, 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 the killing of children. Now, now, Jeremiah said specifically that a plague, one of the judgments was going to be a plague or a pestilence was going to come for what you have done to the children. Now, the, the, the killing of children, you know, we think that, okay, you know, it, it was a, you know, that's what they did back then, you know, that we don't do that, you know, now, of course. No, they killed, they killed thousands. We kill millions. We have killed millions of children, unborn children, through abortion, and we've done half a century of it. And the thing is, this generation, you know, this generation has killed, I'm talking not just America, but America, yes, but also the world has killed more children than any other generation in the history of this planet. And so this is gigantic. And, and the thing is that, that with that, what is it, what is it a sin of? It's a, you know, the, the sin of abortion or the sin of, of even what they did back then was a sin of the older, you know, you know uh, taking the life of the younger, the older against the younger. So if something happened, a repercussion from that, well, what would we expect? It would be something that targets the older overwhelmingly as opposed to the, the younger overwhelmingly. Now, we're not saying anything is, is, is going to be, you know, it's going to be you know, one for one, but that is the ultimate thing. Which nation kills the most children? China. Where did this plague start? China. Which nation has led the world most into abortion and has, been, uh, has killed more than most nations? America. In fact, America does this, kills at the later stage, more than almost any nation, uh, later stage of, of birth, of pregnancy. Now, now, but let's go deeper here. Now, with this, where in America has have more children been killed or more bloodshed of children? New York. What was the center when, the, when, the, when this plague came to America? Where did it strike more than any other place to this day of death? New York. New York. Where, and so New York actually became the abortion capital, is the abortion capital of America. It became the capital of the plague. What place in New York? New York City, that is overwhelmingly where this takes place. New York City became the capital of the plague. And now, and not only that, not only that, but remember what happened just uh, the year before all this happened. New York passed a gruesome law, which was saying basically we can we can basically put to death children up to the time of birth. They wouldn't. They would. They denied it, but that's exactly what it said. And and when they did that, when they did that, think about what the Bible says. What Jeremiah said. What they did. Not only did they do that, they celebrated, they rejoiced, and they lit up the harbinger. The, the governor gave orders to light up the tower in in the in the in the color pink, you know, for supposedly you know, and and so here they're lighting up this this tower, and within one year of that, actually in the same year, the, that was the beginning of the year. At the end of that year, the plague starts, and the thing is that one year later it comes to New York, and not only that, the news, the day that the news came to New to America, I mean through the newspapers, the headlines, the, the announcement came the next day, the head the papers were filled with the headlines, the the plague has come to America, first case, patient zero, that there was a date next to the headline. The date was January 22nd, which is the same date that America legalized abortion. It was also exactly one year from when New York passed that law. And so all this, and that's, and, and there, and that is just, that is one part of it. Let me, let me, let me just take this a little bit, uh, you know, well, my, 
Jonathan, I'll, I'll interject. Ahead, we'll, we'll we'll pick it up on the other yeah. side. Yeah. Uh, on this point, I just want to point out it again, and if you you've pointed this out as well, that that when when you're talking about a judgment, you're you know, yeah. the, you're not talking about individuals. Absolutely. Because yeah. when there is a judgment, innocent people That's right. uh, die. That's right. So Absolutely. we're not saying that God is passing judgment on Absolutely. these individuals who have passed away from COVID-19. Absolutely. This is a general judgment against an entire civilization, yeah. Yeah. just like during the Civil War. Yeah. You know, uh, innocent people it. died. And Lincoln, Lincoln said, said this is a judgment against slavery. Yes. Uh, all right. We'll, uh, yes. we'll pick it up Absolutely. on the other side. Jonathan Kahn, The Harbinger to The Return. Back with more in a moment. Stay with us. In a democracy... You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Jonathan Kahn stays with us. And uh, the book due out September 1st is The Harbinger to The Return. And you can uh, pre-order. And if you do so before September 1st, uh, you can, um, you'll also receive about $100 worth of uh well, I guess these are uh, e-books, uh, e-versions of Jonathan's other books, uh, the uh, the Paradigm, uh, the Oracle, the Mystery of the Shemitah, and, and others. Just go to theharbingerreturns.com. And uh, before the break, Jonathan, we were talking about uh, mm-hmm. the timing of yes. the uh, patient zero, January 22nd, mm-hmm. which coincides. That was the date that Roe versus Wade uh, it was passed in 1973. We also had that was the it was the one year anniversary of of yes. uh, New York sort of reaffirming abortion rights in in uh, that state. Uh, and again, uh, New York became really the the uh, the the uh, the hot zone for yeah. COVID-19. And you you wanted to add yeah. a couple more points before we yeah. moved on. Yeah, remember that, that too, Richard. That that this was, you know, the, New York was the same city that put up the image of the god of death over it. You know, um, that Kali. Remember that, and and so now that the same Empire State Building was lit up red, you know, blood red, and and you know, actually it was a kind of a scary sight. But it all came back, and and the thing is that that the the, the here's another thing, and there's so much, but I'm just going to say this here. Um, there is, you know, when Jeremiah prophesied this, you know, for, for, you know, for, and actually with Jeremiah, it concerned the 19th year, too, is when these things came. But not only that, it said, he said something about Potter's Field. He, he said, it says that he gave this at the Potter's Field. He's holding a Potter's jar in his hand, and he's given this prophecy. But Potter's, the Potter's Field or the Potter's Gate is over, is, is where they were doing this to the children. It was, it was the Valley of Hinnom. Um, and so, so Jeremiah says there are going to be so many people, who are dying that they will not be able to accommodate it there, and they're going to they're going they won't be able to accommodate it in the field, so they won't have enough to handle it. Well, in New York City, the same thing happened; they couldn't handle the number of, of dead, um, so they went. They brought the unclaimed to an island, and the island they they put them in a, in a place on the island that New York calls the Potter's Field. The Potter's wow. Field, as Jeremiah, and Jeremiah who made that prophecy, and it actually, that, that name actually comes from that field in Jerusalem by which Jeremiah was standing when he made that prophecy. I mean, that's two mind, but let me, one other thing about that, and that is that, you all heard the bomb of Gilead, the bomb of Gilead, where's the bomb of Gilead? Well, Jeremiah, when he speaks of this, 
you know, of him, of, of this, this, this valley of death and, and, and what they did to the children and the judgment that's coming for it, he cries out and he says, is there no bomb in Gilead? Very famous. Is there no healing? Is there no cure? You know, that's what the Hebrew word means. That, you know, cure. Well, America started seeking, the midst of the plague has been seeking for the, the for, you know, for the cure, the vaccine, and all of a sudden news was announced by that a company had come up with a cure and the Wall Street went up 500 points, shot up 500 points. You know, they just did a little bit. It really did not answer the hope, and, and so it was kind of disappointing, but, but it went up 500 points. You know, and what, and what was the name of that, that cure, that, of the company that came up with that bomb, that cure for America? What was the name of the company? The company's name was Gilead. From the Hebrew bomb of Gilead. Oh my lord! Now, now oh let me give you. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm giving you one. I'm giving you one more here, and that is this. And then, and and here's the the other thing here. That is that you know you've heard me talk about the jubilee, and yes, uh, you know, and and a jubilee is a good thing. You know, and it's restoration. But for those who have you took your land, you know, it's not a good thing. They got to lose it. They, it's taken away from them. It's restitution. And so the jubilee also is. It, it takes back what what was taken. Well, you know, years ago uh, there was, you know, America and and much of the world with it began to take life, which does not belong to us. It belongs to God. And so life is now taken. Well, what's the what's the what's the jubilean uh, what's the jubilean time span? It's fifty years. Uh, actually, abortion was legalized in America not first in 1973. It was legalized abortion on demand in 1970, particularly by New York. And and that's what you can look at everywhere. That's what, it's only when it became nationwide. But it began particularly through New York, um, and there were states that joined in 1970s. It's happened from 1970 from New York. So it's now this is the jubilee year of abortion in America. It's now 2020, and now this is happening. And but not only that, when was the actual day that that new york approved abortion it was in the assembly it happened on april 9th in the assembly and april 10th in the senate and so that those were the days well well they did a study when when it was sweeping over new york and and new york still has the highest death of any place but when when was that when was that the the, the plague at its peak well they, they they did a seven day average and the new york times did it others did it and they all came to the same two days the two dates were april 9th and april 10th exactly 50 years to the day, the jubilee, to the day, everything. And this is all what, remember, all these things in the Bible took place in the 19th year. Unbelievable. Um, in the book, you go further into the mystery ground. Tell us more about that. Yeah, the mystery ground, remember, that is, for those who don't know, it's the, the principle in the Bible that that when that when the destruct when destruction comes the judgment it, uh, with Israel it came back it returns to the ground where the nation was dedicated to God and so the, the the America was dedicated to God on its first day as a nation when Washington was sworn in and they all gathered and at and they prayed and they dedicated America to God where was it the capital wasn't wasn't Washington D.C. wasn't Philadelphia it was New York City where Southern New York City where exactly it was Ground Zero Ground Zero is the consecration ground of America, the ancient principle, the destruction returns there. But not only that, but remember that Washington gave a warning on that day, and he said that the smiles of heaven will never stay on a nation that disregards the eternal rules and order of 
of God, of heaven. And that, and now that, this is what we're watching. Now, there's an, I, I never took you, you know, in, in, the, in the Harbinger, I kind of take you outside on the ground of Ground Zero, uh, of, of, you know, the, the play, by the way, the place where they prayed is called St. Paul's Chapel. And that's still there at the corner of Ground Zero. But the thing is, so, but I never took you, I took it outside, never took it inside. Inside, there's actually the whole place centers on something called the Glory Altarpiece. The Glory Altarpiece depicts the cloud of glory at the giving of the Ten Commandments. And so it's not just the Ten Commandments, it's, it's, talked, it's, it's a recreation of the day that it came and has the name of God and has all these, these things. That, and so, but it's interesting because, because when the Ten Commandments were given, or the Bible says something happened. It says actually, actually the, it says about people died. They rebuilt, and it says about 3,000 people died. It was the first national apostasy. Well, it's all there on the same corner, about 3,000 people on 9-11 died. It was all there on that corner from the beginning. It just, it's never ending. It's, it must make your head spin when you're researching this book. Yes, it does. It does. God mind-blowing. And, and so what was the appointed word that ended the week of 9-11? Well, the, 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 you know, we said, we said, we spoke about the word, and by the way, Richard, you know, whatever I'm able to say here, of course, I mean, you know this, but, but I mean, there's even more in this than there is in the Harbinger. So I, I, I can only give, you know, touches of these things. But one thing is that, that, you know, there was the word that, that spoke about the enemy at the beginning of the week, that the enemy coming and striking and the coming like an eagle and the whole thing. Um, but the, what was the word at the end? The word at the end, that Friday, was that they opened the scrolls again, and it was God speaking to a nation that had suffered calamity and suffered, suffered judgments and calamity and says to the nation, Return to me, says the Lord. Come back. Return to me. And, and basically, I will return to you and I'll restore you. It's the voice of God saying, come back. My arms are open. I'm trying to save you from what is coming. Unfortunately, so far, you know, America did not heed that. And America, you know, again, after the first three weeks of, of rushing to church, then has gone headstrong, with, with much of the, the West with it, has gone headstrong away from God. And so, therefore, the warning gets much greater, and again, but the call of God is still here, and, and so here's, you know, one of the things he gets into is, you know, is there hope, you know, and, and if there is, what is the hope? So there's a, a scripture that you point to that's that's really critical for for the present moment. What, what is that? Yeah, well, the, 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 the scripture that, and it's in the Harbinger too, and, and, and that is, and many people know it, but it's so crucial now, and that, that scripture is, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, will pray, will seek my face, will turn from their sinful ways, I'll hear from heaven, I'll forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. That is the, that is the thing that God actually gave Solomon when he was standing on that, on that, you know, consecration ground. And the thing is, but the amazing thing is, when you look at the words before it, the words that lead up to it, the last words are, God says, if I, if I send a plague on the land. You know, the first thing, the, the, the last words that lead up to it, that are leading to that, is, is a pestilence or a pandemic on the land. So now we've got that. That right happening, and at the same time, so we're, it's like a setup for those who will turn to God. And and the other thing is, but it says that also, I will shut up, if I shut up the heavens. That's in the verse before the verse as well. And so you know, drought, famine, food shortage. Well, that's happening around the world, by the way. You know, mega droughts and that. But then it also says, if I send locusts, locusts. Well, now what about locusts? Well, the the thing is that I'm, maybe you're you're probably aware. Other people are not always so aware. But 
Uh, right now, at the same time, when there is a plague of, the, of biblical proportions happening this way, there's also a plague of famine, but there's also around much of the world a plague of locusts, the greatest plague of locusts since in, in generations. And it's happening in Africa, Asia, Latin America. So you've got locusts, you've got famine, all in 2020. You've got, you've got the plague. You've got all these things, and those are the exact three things that lead up to if my people. So God is making it clear we've got a window, we've got a chance. To, t- to come back, but now is the moment. All the horsemen are, are uh, saddling up. All right, yeah. Jonathan, we'll take another time out and uh, continue to delve into the Harbinger 2, the return. More when the Conspiracy Show returns. Question everything. This is the Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Uh, so, Jonathan, uh, there's a chapter in The Harbinger 2, The Return, called The Island, and you write of a, a prophetic warning that's embedded in America's foundation that's now coming true. What is it? Yeah, there, there is, you know, before America began as we know it, there was, before Washington, before statehood, before all that, there was, it was a civilization. And there was actually a, a prophetic word spoken over it. And the word was spoken by the man who's, if, if Washington is called, has been known as the father of, of the country, uh, this one was known as the grandfather, and this was John Winthrop. And he was the one who started Massachusetts Bay, the Puritans, and the whole thing. Uh, and he was the governor of that of that as well. But he, so he led them across the Atlantic, and he gave them a, a, a word, and the word was prophetic, and it was and it's called we've known it as city on the hill. And he says we shall be as a city on a hill. It's talking about America's going to become as a city on a hill, or or this plant, this 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 settlement. It's going to be a city on a hill, and it's going to be, become a new civilization. It says the eyes of, and he starts he starts quoting from Israel, from from Moses speaking to Israel, and saying he says the eyes of, and also for Jesus, by the way, he says the eyes of the whole world are upon us, and it says that, that if we follow God, if we follow the God of Israel, the God of the Bible, we'll become the most, I'm paraphrasing, the most blessed nation on earth, we'll become the most powerful nation on earth, we'll become the most prosperous nation on earth, and, and all, and the God of Israel shall be with us, and the whole thing, and we'll have victory and victory. And, and you can see, you look at America, and look, look what happened to it. At the same time, he says, if we turn away from God, if we start tr- going after other gods, so we, he's the first one to give like these warnings, he says, if we go, he's, he basically says, then, and he's quoting from Moses, the, 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 the judgments that came on Israel are going to come upon America. And that's exactly what you see, you know, with the harbinger. It's exactly what you see with now, what we're seeing now with the plague. All these things, you want to understand the mysteries of it? That's where it is. Even when I talked about the 19th year, all that's happening. Because, see, America was, was pattern was founded after the pattern of ancient Israel. So if it falls away, it's going to fall away after the, after the pattern of, of ancient Israel. And it's going to start dealing with the, with the judgments uh, in, in one form or another, just like the harbingers, one form or another of, in modern form, of ancient Israel. So here you got this mystery at the very beginning, very beginning. But now here's, here's a whole other thing to it. There was actually a place, you know, he, he called it a city on the hill. So people say America, the city on the hill. Now, of course, he got they, that ultimately it comes from Jesus, and it's just about the disciples. But the thing is that it was, it was, it was given to America. It was the first symbol or image of America in, in, its, in its history, um, of the city on the hill. It shall be as a city on the hill. Well, Reagan said it, the city on the hill. But it was all from Winthrop, all 
from here. So the thing is that, but there actually was a city on a hill. And what, what does that mean? What does that mean? There was a city because because Winthrop actually founded, you know, Massachusetts Bay. Well, basically governed it, and he founded a city. You know, he was looking for a city that they could live, you know, for God. And and this, we know the city, and it was and it was called the City on the Hill. To this day, it's one of the names of it. And what is it? The name is Boston. Boston was the city on the hill. Where did nine eleven begin? Really, Boston. It, it right. went from the city on the hill to the other foundation ground, ground zero, where America was dedicated to God. And the thing is, but not only that, not only that, but Winthrop actually had an island. And he had an island that was called Governor's Island because he was the governor. And he, he was there, he would be there, he'd pray for the future and all that, and he'd be there and he planted trees and all. Well, later on, what happened to the island? The island was subsumed and it became part of something else. And what it became was called, was called Logan Airport. 9-11 began on the ground of John Winthrop on his island, on the very place of the man who warned America. If it ever turned away, the blessings would turn away. And he would actually quote from, from Moses, Deuteronomy, Moses, and, and the very word of 9-11 was Moses speaking of Deuteronomy saying, this is going to happen, and, and they'll come from far away, and they'll come like an eagle. It all began there. So it all, you can imagine, takes off from his island, you know, the terrorists take off, and it, it's all coming back to the beginning. We talked about the, you know, the, the, all these things are happening, the trumpets are sounding on 9-11, all these things are happening. It's a warning. We, if we don't come back, God is calling. If we don't come back, this is where it ends. Uh, some some saw the election of Trump as maybe buying America more time, and and Trump has done certain things, uh, love him or hate him. He has, <laughs> yeah. uh, by executive order, allowed for prayer on on uh, in in public schools. Uh, he has appointed judges that are, uh, I suppose, one could say, more sympathetic to uh, religious freedom. Uh, some have seen those judges as perhaps being uh, more in line with uh, anti-abortion. So, yeah, what happened? What happened? Yeah, well, well, that's great, Richard. That's a great point. First of all, uh, you and I talked about a little while back. We talked about another mystery or parallel or replaying, and that was the that was the paradigm. One of the books that we talked about that I, I did about I don't know if it was two years ago or three years ago, and that is where where Trump is following this template of Jehu, which who rose up. You know, he, he's risen up and he's unlikely, and you know, he's kind of crazy and all over the place and all that. Yet. God used him to stop, to hold back what was coming, the, the judgment that was coming. And so he does, to, to a degree, but it's a mixed bag. But the thing is that, remember we talked to the beginning about this, this window, and, and again, it doesn't matter what you think of Trump personally, it's not about that. It is, it is about the things that you just spoke about, about life, it is about holding back religious freedom, it is about all those things, despite you know, what he planned or didn't plan, it doesn't matter. God can use anybody. But the thing is that, the, the thing is that it kind of held it back. And so this is all part of this window we've been in, but if it goes the other way, and this is not, you know, but, but we're just talking about policies, it, that, much of that window is closing. So here we're all coming, I mean, 
here. We're we're coming to the autumn. I mean, all these things. We're in the nineteenth year. We're coming to the autumn. You know, where it's the time of election. By the way, it's also the four hundredth anniversary of the Mayflower coming over here. Um, and all these things are converging. And so I think it's a very. And I'm not saying something has to happen this way or that way, but I think we have to be ready. I think that the the point is that I think that this is a dangerous time. One of the things I get into, I, I get into hope. You know, and there's a whole thing, and we won't. I'm sure we won't have time for. But but how. God literally changed the course miraculously of America more, two, at least two times. One was with Lincoln, and it had to do with Second Chronicles seven, and, and then the other was Reagan with Second Chronicles seven, and, and, and supernaturally changed the changed the course when it looked like it was over. He can do that again, but the big thing is if, and I think if 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 we do not, if there is not a return, then I think we are watching. We are certainly watching. If we're not watching the entire window, we're certainly watching a major window close, and it's all happening at the same time. You know, when when Trump, some people thought, okay, well, the answer is Trump. Well, the answer is not. The answer is in politics. You know. Politics can open up, can help a window right. stay open, but it's revival, it's repentance, it's return, it's spiritual. You can't solve a physical thing with a spiritual answer. I mean, with a, with right. a, a, a spiritual a, question. Jonathan, I got to jump. Problem. Yeah. So, Sorry, yeah, got to so, jump in. We'll take a quick yeah. time out and we'll pick up on that point. Jonathan Kahn stays with us on The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. Shaking the world and seeing what falls. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. The Harbinger 2 uh, will be available in uh, bookstores on September the 1st. Uh, Amazon, of course, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Christian Books, Walmart. Uh, But you can pre-order it. And if you pre-order before September the 1st, uh, you can uh, collect some, um, well, $100 worth of uh, Jonathan Kahn books, ebook form, I believe. And just go to theharbingerreturns.com, theharbingerreturns.com. Uh, what do these recent events have to do with an ancient Hebrew holy day, Jonathan? Yeah, and and let me say, you know, to Richard that you know because you know, even you know the, the generosity of your time, you know, to do this, um, there's still so much, and we talk about the answer. I'll just say to those listening, there's something called the winds of April, and also the Western Terrace that gets into the answer and what we need to know. So, future, but but uh, and we'll we'll probably touch on, but but that's that's crucial. That's in the book. But here, yeah, the the thing is that that there is there is a you know holy day, you know, in this in the Bible, and that is that. It's the first holy day, really, and that's when the, the the people of Israel were told to go inside, and, you know, stay inside and stay locked down until uh, because a plague was passing through the land until the morning. That is that's Passover has never happened in the history of the world since over three thousand years ago until 2020, when the people of Israel were told again to stay inside their houses, locked down, because a plague was passing through the land, and they were actually told by their leaders to do this, and the day they were told to do this was the night of Passover. And they were literally told, stay until the morning. I mean, it's never happened before, but it wasn't, it was like reenacting, but, so here they are talking about, you know, talking about being in a home because of, in Egypt, because of the plague, and it's literally happening in the world. 
But it wasn't just Israel and the Jewish people. It was the whole world. The whole world was, in a sense, reenacting Passover. That, and it was at the time of Passover that this whole thing exploded on the world, and everybody was locked down in their houses across the world. I don't care what you are, Muslim and Hindu and you know, Christian and Jewish, we're all locked down. You know, we have a, we have a uh, civilization that has turned away from the, it's the faith that at the bottom, which is a Passover faith. Jesus died on Passover. Jesus died as the Passover lamb. What's the Passover all about? It's about the lamb. Who's the lamb? Jesus is. And so here is a pointing. You got a plague. You got a, you, something that looks like a judgment, and yet you have the form of a judgment. And you have, what's the answer? The lamb is the answer. And that is still the answer. You can see the world going crazy and shaking and all that happening. And yet the answer is still the lamb. Is the lamb is Jesus to anyone who will come. That's why I said you must be born again. That is the answer. You know, the name of Jesus in Hebrew is, you know, Yeshua. Yeshua means, it means he, God is the is salvation. You want to be safe? That means safe. You want to be safe? You want to be, you want to make sure you're good? You want to make sure you're, you're right? You got to get into Jesus, and you got to get, and it's born again. So, I'm just throwing this in, but it's absolutely true. And let me say something else there. We, you know, we talked about New York, and we talked about the, the day. Well, in New York, there was more people celebrating Passover that day than any other people than any other place, you know, in in in, in America or in, in outside Israel. And and the day that you know when when did the plague in New York reach its peak and then start passing, it was April ninth, which was which we said before, which is Passover. That very day, uh. and, and we said it was a, actually remember we said it was a two day thing. It was the fiftieth anniversary yes, of New York. Yes, yes. Well, the other day, what was the next day? That was also part of it. It was April tenth. It was Good Friday, <laughs> so which is also Passover. So who could put that together? Oh my Lord! Nobody but the great, yeah. uh, the the Creator. Uh, at the end of uh, Harbinger Two, you reveal an event that took place in secret, and it revealed what was yet to happen before anything, even nine eleven. Tell us about that. Yeah, there were believers. This is the kind of secret story here, and, and I, I I revealed at the end of that there there, and this is something I held back onto for until this book. And there were believers who knew there was something coming, and they came to New York and they're praying because they knew a terrorist, literally a terrorist attack was was being planned for America and New York. And they came to New York to pray, and they joined up at the Statue of Liberty, which is the gate. You know, we talk about the Watchmen. That's the Watchmen at the gate, the gate of the nation. That's where actually the Watchmen would see the coming calamity. And this is before nine eleven. And as they do, there's a man there with a, well, let me say, I'll say it here. I don't say it in the book, so I'm going to reveal it the first time for you. It was me, and I didn't say it in the book, but, but, but who's there with a, with a, with a shofar. And I'm sharing, and I'm praying, and we're praying for America, and praying for New York City. And I sound the shofar, and somebody takes a picture. And, the, you know, in, in the Bible, there are prophetic images where, you know, where, where Ezekiel sees, an, you know, there's an image of what is coming. The, the kind. Well, they take a picture, and I'm, I'm sounding the shofar, and the shofar is touching the world. Trade Center. It's literally touching the North World Trade Center, where it's going to have to start. It's all going to begin. It's literally touching the exact spot where 9-11 is going to begin. And then I lift up my hands and I say a blessing as I'm praying for America and, and, and New York, and, and literally a, a flying object, a plane, comes by, and, it, and it's captured on film. It's the exact image of 9-11 intersecting with the tower at the exact spot, I mean, when it's happening. And the date that we came to pray, and the date for Regarding what was going to happen, it was two years before 9-11, it was September 11th, two years before. And not oh, only dear. that, and I have an image of the book. I, you know, I don't, I don't put the film, but of, of the, but I have an image of that. I actually, it's the only time I ever put an image in a book at the end. But not only that, but the date was the Feast of Trumpets. And here's the warning, and here's the key thing. 
9-11 was revealed through the Feast of Trumpets. Feast of Trumpets, which is by coming, you know, the Feast of Trumpets is the warning that, that, that more is coming. That judgment, it's the sounding of the trumpet saying, get ready, get right with God. And so ever since 9-11 happened, it's, it's God saying, get ready, get back, come back, return, or get right with me. And if the nation around you isn't getting right, you make sure you're getting right, because we have a limited time until these things. So there, so take that as a heavy, as, as a major thing, but these are the days of the trumpet. So what's what's going to happen next? I mean, is there hope, or what should we be doing? I believe there's hope, and you, and you know, Richard, you mentioned at the beginning, and I appreciate that. Um, first of all, I've called for something called the return, and that is the National and Global Day of Prayer and Repentance. It's going to be September 26th, which actually, during these days of all, actually begins, it's 10 days of prayer and repentance, and that begins with the Feast of Trumpets and ends at, at the 10 days with, with uh, David Thomas. But the, the return is September 26th on Saturday. It can be done at home. It can be done in churches. It can be done everywhere. We're going to meet in Washington on the National Mall, but it's going to be everywhere, and where we'll simulcast. And I'm not saying this just for that. I'm saying it because we need to do this. If my people, if, if there is hope, but if, the big thing is if, if we turn, and it begins with us, if we don't, then there is no hope. Without God, there is no hope. So for those, for, for those of you who will come to God, there is hope. And we've got to pray for our nations, Canada, uh, America, the world, that there can be, there can be an, a great end-time harvest. But it all, it, all, it all goes back to if, and each one of us with Jesus, and each one of us back to God. And it each one of us with return. And uh, again, the return, National and Global Day of Prayer and Repentance, and that's happening on the Washington Mall. Uh, that's on the, the 26th of September, but it's a whole week, really, or 10 days yes. of uh, national prayer, and people can go to thereturn.org, thereturn.org, and uh, they can get in touch with you and your ministry at Hope of the World. Dot org. Again, the Harbinger to the return uh, coming September the 1st, pre-order at uh, the harbingerreturns.com. I know there's a lot of websites there. Just go to my website, strangeplanet.ca, and all the links are there. Just click on Jonathan's name. That'll take you to Hope of the World. You click on the um, the uh, the book, Harbinger 2. That'll take you uh, there as well. Uh, Jonathan, uh, thank you for being so generous with your time. Always a, a great honor and a pleasure speaking with you. Uh, listen, Richard, it's always my honor. It was a joy to meet you also once, uh, but keep up the wonderful work. Yeah, I'll, always, I'll always be here for you, you know, and whenever, you, whenever something happens. So thank you, and, and you just stay strong. You too. Thank you, Jonathan. God bless. God bless. All right, my thanks to uh, Ryan and uh, Carlos. Back next week with a brand new program. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What you hear in the dark Speak in the light. What I say in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite, I'm coming home. Well, or at least up the stairs. Good night. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.